This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. Boy, we have a lot to talk about today. As we always do, much of it is not great, but you know what? I am looking out our studio windows, and even though it's still pretty darn cold outside, the light is beautiful, it's sunny, and it's it's definitely kind of a spring light, and that is very good news for me. Just heard Bob's weather by next week. We're going to be double digits. Yippee. Uh, definitely, I'm thinking this weekend, I'm not going to be tempted to hibernate because of the freezing cold. Um, there's so much new information coming in about our I would say, pathetic vaccine rollout. Uh, But let me just go over some of it. And we keep hearing, we just had the approval of another vaccine, Johnson & Johnson, one dose, but uh, we haven't exactly heard when it's coming. Most of those will be here by the end of September. Uh, Maybe we'll start seeing some next month. And so here is, you know, after... A lot of research, and even yesterday, after I got home, I I listened to some more people speaking from around the world. So here's the thing, and this is from the UK, which has one of the best rollouts. They have now offered vaccines to everyone, everyone in the UK, big population, I think is 45, 50 million over 70 years old. How does that compare with us? And The one factor that countries that have a great record is they've prioritized by age and they focused on age because age is the biggest factor for a severe COVID or dying. And uh, they didn't let all those other groups get ahead in line, unlike us, where we've got young cops and massage therapists and, and the homeless and whoever else ahead of older people in line. And I know that uh, Toronto Public Health is in damage control saying, what do you mean we are vaccinating people over 80? And yes, that's right, that that hospitals, community hospitals have started to do it. But the vaccination program, the big one where you can register online and go to a big site, it is not ready. It has not started. And they say the reason that York and Peel have started is, well, they have fewer healthcare workers to vaccinate. And what I'm saying is, yes, healthcare workers are at risk, but countries that focused on prioritizing just by age and not getting distracted from that, they are the ones that are the most successful. And by the way, they're doing that in British Columbia. Shout out to Dr. Bonnie Henry. 
Anyway, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. You don't have to be talking about this. It's it's the bee in my bonnet, obviously. Uh, there's the royal row, and there's going to be that juicy tell-all interview on Sunday. Uh, what do you think of that? And lots of other developments, but let's get right to the phones, beginning with Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Good afternoon. Uh, you know, one of the things, and I had let you know my thought on this, the reason we don't have the vaccine here in Canada goes back to when we put free trade in place back under Brian Mulroney in 1987. We had businesses up here that were standalone businesses. When that happened, we had a, a leaving of Canada of many uh, operations because it was easier to supply things from, you know, Pennsylvania or New York or Ohio. The problem is now we've got this situation where Biden has come out and said, oh, no, I'm not sending anything to Canada until after everybody's been vaccinated in the U.S. We need to make sure that the, this gets renegotiated in the free trade or our other alternative, since we supply so much power to New York State, uh, all coming from Quebec hydraulic plants, we could just cut off the power to New York, see how they feel about that. I mean, it just isn't fair the way we've been treated. Um, okay, that's. Uh, I know that, that we were getting our supply from Europe and uh, a cautionary note out of Europe this week. So there is a provision in the European Union agreements that, that uh, pharmaceutical companies have to honor their agreements to the European Union first, and Italy blocked a shipment, I think it was AstraZeneca, to Australia. And Australia is now fighting this. But, uh, you, you know, when, when we see, I mean, and I've got to say that to a certain extent, you can understand why people are committed to, to uh, uh, you know, serving their own populations first. But uh, this is why a lot of people say we've got to get our local uh, industries up and running, we have to be self-sufficient in certain things. So, um, yeah. Or either self-sufficient or get an agreement that the free trade, because what they've done is basically cut us off, uh, ignoring the fact that, you know, the free trade saved everybody money because it was better to, you know, make things where they could make mass amounts. But now they cut us off, and it's it's just not fair. That And nobody seems to have raised that. I mean, that, everybody blames Trudeau for not having the, the, the vaccines here. Well, he was very, is, he hasn't, they have, they've done a pretty poor job of, of negotiating the, uh, the uh, agreements. The procurement has not been stellar. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there are all kinds of, of reasons for that. But uh, the other thing I want to point out, and we will probably be dealing with this more in the future, is that Joe Biden is into by American and a certain amount of protectionism. And as much as Canada likes him better than Donald Trump, uh, that's going to be a sticky issue down the road. We should not expect that he's going to be doing us any favors. So we should cut off the power to New York City then. That would be the easy way to make him wake up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Okay, Pat. Thanks for your call. Okay, let's go to Marilyn in Lindsay. Hi, Marilyn. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Oh, just dandy. <clears throat> um, 
I just wanted to mention that the the poor parents that have kids going to school, now the kids, if they have one symptom, which the one, so I'll just give the example. My daughter works full-time at um, a pharmacy, pharmacy assistant, and uh, her daughter of eight had a headache, so she got called that she would have to go home and then have the test done and then can't go back until she has the paperwork. And so, of course, her brother, she got another call. Her brother had to leave school, too, because he lives with her. So, anyway, she's at work. So, I picked them up. She has daycare set aside for them. So, fortunately, they could go to daycare because my husband's had cardiac surgery, so we're not having the kids here. So, they're out. So, it took me a while to get them an appointment at the hospital is, like first, you couldn't even get in. I was hours trying to get them an appointment. Let, let me let me uh, interrupt with a question. I thought those rapid tests have been deployed. Was that is that not the case in Lindsay? Well, we don't have any here, and I asked the staff at the and I used to work at the hospital. They are just ridiculous. I said they should have rapid testing. She said they definitely should. So, are you saying other schools have them? Well, is it through? I mean, you know. Uh, I'm sorry to hear uh, this this really difficult story. On the other hand, I mean, I guess your family is lucky that you can take the kids and 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 all of that that you can somehow make it work. I'm sure there are other families that cannot. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but Plus, you know, the like have th- to pay for the daycare. Yeah, uh, child, the children are back in school now, but they've had one and a half days at school all week and they're I mean it's better I agree I mean I was a nurse I'm I agree it's better to be safe than sorry but they certainly have I mean the one little guy he's really happy to come home because he hates school (laughs) working for him (laughs) good for him well uh yeah I mean this is putting a strain on everybody and you know um we complain a lot about the way things are rolling out, and some of it is, you know, they're just trying to figure out what the best way forward is, and often they they don't hit on the right thing. But uh, they should be having those rapid tests. They certainly should. Yes. And uh, Marilyn, thanks for your call. Thank you very much for taking it. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, people. I'm going to give the numbers out again. So uh, what about you? Have you had any uh, annoying experiences you would like to vent about, COVID-19 related or not, or something else? Uh, you know, that, an, an, another one that, you know, I'm I'm trying to decide if it's, you know, just one of those things that happen. So we're seeing people over 80 and over 90 waiting in the cold in York region to get their shots. And uh, I guess it's something that the authorities didn't really think about because, of course, it's a vulnerable population. You can't, you know, squish them all in together inside so they're not cold because that increases the danger that they'll get the virus. But uh, it seems, you know, really bad. But on the other hand, they are getting their shots after, uh, albeit a couple of hours in the cold. And I hope no one got sick doing that, you know. But um, 
got to shake your head, though. Uh, some people, and they, that includes people in York Region, are getting their vaccinations, and a lot of in, people in Toronto are not. You know, we talked to the East York Family Health Team. They're deployed. They're giving people in their community a shot. We know that some of these hospitals that are set up to do it, well, they're calling their own patients. So if you're not a patient of the hospital, you're also going to be out of luck. It just seems that this rollout has created a lot of inequities among the people who should be first in line, should be first in line for the best outcome, and that is people over 80. Okay, Uh, let us go to... Monica in Mississauga. Hi, Monica. Hello, Libby. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, this is just something that's come up um, today with uh, some of my friends. I'm in the senior category there, and a couple of them are in their 80s, and a few of us are over in our 70s. Now, my 80-plus my friends have already made their appointment for their vaccine this month, and we've just learned that Canada has had a a huge um, shipment of AstraZeneca um, vaccine, and now we're very concerned because of the controversy giving it to over 65. Is that what we're getting? Okay, and um, I'm, okay. kind of makes you stop and think this again. Is, this so is, I don't know if anyone knows, and we're not sure how to find out. Okay, um, can will I leave you let that me answer you? And then hang up and listen to the radio? Or do you want to... Well, it's 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 your your choice. So I'm going to answer this as best I can. And this is another thing uh, that for a lot of epidemiologists is a pet peeve. So the answer is, if you're over 65, no, in Ontario for the moment, you are not getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. But well, not necessarily good. Uh, Here's Here's what the evidence is. When it first came out, there weren't a lot of older people in the trial. That caused uh, some countries to give it pause. So they originally, France and Germany said, no, we are not using it in an older population. Then earlier this week, our National Advisory Council on Immunization said the same thing. We're not giving it to older people over 65. But they said that just as Germany and France looked at real-world data, because in the UK, which has had a very successful rollout, which is one of the best countries in the world, they have used mostly AstraZeneca, and they've used it on older people, and the data looks really good. So just as France and Germany said, wait, we're changing our minds, Canada said, no, we're not using this on an older population, which means the older population is having to wait longer. Uh, and yesterday, yeah. uh, you possibly you missed the show, I talked to at least two very senior epidemiologists who both said that they are sorry that that was the decision, and they expect and they hope that the decision will also be reversed here. So... This was, I guess, a very conservative decision. 
And uh, it, you know, it leaves you shaking your head because Canada makes this decision just as the other countries that originally made it are changing their minds. And it's just one decision that is delaying vaccination for older people. Uh, and the other one is uh, that Canada also said, so that's a very conservative decision. Then they took a very r- risky decision, delaying the doses. The countries that are successful, some of them, like the UK, are also delaying doses, but not by nearly as much as Canada will be. Um, Oh, dear. So there you go. And that might hit older people. So, Monica, thanks for your call. Take whatever vaccine you can get. That is my advice. Okay, that's good advice. Thank you. Thank you, Libby. Okay. Yeah, but in the meantime... um, Nobody over 65 in Ontario will get AstraZeneca. The younger cohort of Zoomers, 60 to 64, will be getting it. Uh, we can talk more about that after the break. Let me give you the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. For all Friday and uh, people, you got to be a little bit patient. I just saw two people who were uh, very close up in the queue dropping off. Uh, you know, you're patient and likely I will get to your call. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. It's a free for all Friday. We've had people talking about vaccination. We've ta- talked about, you know, a little bit of a schmazzle with the rules for kids. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of things. And I'm going to go to John in Mississauga and he's got some good news. Hi, John. Good afternoon, Libby. Um, first of all, I would, I would uh, answer that uh, lady that called from Mississauga. I just came right now, actually. I had my appointment at 11.30, and I took the Pfizer-BioNTech. Uh-huh. Okay, I have the next appointment at April. Um, and I tell you, the people inside there, they were fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Parking is, you know, free and everything. And uh, the only... Um, drawback that I have a little bit is that now in the afternoon I have to take my wife. But uh, they couldn't sort of do it together because I think there was a little bit lack of communications there. But otherwise, I'm thrilled, to be honest with you. A lot of people don't take it. I advise people to take it. Um, and like I said, kudos to the Mississauga um, uh, Trillium. You go in, there's a lot of space. And uh, I really, I'm really happy with the way, uh, at least with the way uh, Mississauga did it. In well, Toronto, I cannot talk about Toronto, but um, but like I said, yeah, yes, we do lag behind. Um, I'm European. My my small country, they are percentage wise, they're way ahead of of Canada. Where but are you from? Anyhow, regardless, I'm happy to be just to inform the people that um, Mississauga is. You know, it's really, they, they really, you know, did good. Yeah. Uh, where Where are you from? 
Um, <laughs> I'm from Malta. Yeah, I I noticed that when I was going through the graphs about uh, about vaccination rates, like that's one of the things. It's like, are you kidding me? Malta is way ahead of us. I mean, no no slight to Malta, but it it's a very uh, small country. Yeah, to tell you the truth, uh, maybe I follow it every day. Every day I go on my on my uh, computer and see how they are. The only thing is that uh, the people there they're lacking a little bit with with, with um, uh, discipline, but you know the government. Everybody blames the government in there, you know. But they they have they have so much vaccines that they even give it to other European countries. Okay, well. Uh, so, anyway, thanks, Libby. Keep up. I listen to you and, and and the Guardian show and all that. So thanks very much. And keep up the good word, my dear. Okay, thank you very much for that, and and congratulations on getting your vaccine. And yeah, Peel Region is one of the places that has started with people over 80, and it's through Trillium, and uh, they're on it. And as you can hear from John's call, doing a great job. Shout out to all the people at Trillium who are getting this done. Uh, Let's go to Susan in East York. Hi, Susan. Hi, Libby. I'm calling regarding the problem that they're going to do a modular housing project, 64 bachelor apartments right across the street from an elementary school and a daycare. But that parking lot is part of a park, basically. It was, um, that park was built after the war, so I can say that. And just because I've lived in the neighborhood for 35 years, all the neighbors know what happened and, and whatever. And there's a pool there. And um, I wouldn't want to be have, going to the pool and somebody in, in the bachelor apartment looking out watching whatever I'm doing, swimming or whatever. Anyway, um, I'm just upset that it, it's across the uh, That parking lot is part of the park. And if you're going to, because they have to use City of Toronto property, fine, take a piece of green space then, not that park. Or use the parking lot um, by Taylor Creek or off of Dawes Road but not right there. It's right across the street. Like, basically, it's across the street from the school. So are they going to have teachers and school uh, kids um, checking to make sure there's no needles around? No, you know. Well, yeah, you're talking about modulus, modular housing, which are for people who are um, homeless and who have addiction issues. And uh, yeah, it's a, a very compassionate thing to do. And I can tell you, we have a shelter right across the street here. And uh, there is a problem with needles, even though there are people who are supposed to look out for that. There's a tent city. There's a problem with fires. Um, and while it is a very compassionate thing to do this, it comes with a lot of problems and generally speaking it's the people who live in the neighborhood who are stuck with those problems so let me give you the numbers out again Uh, you can talk about whatever is on your mind the numbers 416-360-0740 toll-free 1-866- 744 740. And when we get off the air, we're going to hear about the latest round of restrictions. Here in Toronto, we've been in lockdown since the end of November. We're probably going to go up uh, one rung, which means that small businesses will be able to open at 25% capacity, not gyms, not hair salons, and not restaurants. But uh, that's what we're expecting to happen. So we shall see. Let's go to Bill in Etobicoke. Hi, Bill. 
Uh, afternoon, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, not bad. I'm getting through these uh, circumstances uh, as well as I can. I'm uh, surviving as it is. Uh, yourself? Oh, absolutely. We're fine. Good, good. Uh, it's just me, so I just have to worry about me, myself, and I. Uh, I've just been... Uh, I was... Every subject that you've touched on, whether somebody's called in about and mentioned or you mentioned on the outset of the program, I said, oh, all right, yeah, I can I can mention something about every one of those. Because, well, for one thing, I don't have children, but uh, to do it with the schools, hopefully they're... Uh, Taking their protocol seriously. You said you're you're on your own. Um, that can yeah, be a I'm, very, I'm I'm newly retired. That, that's a uh, that can be a difficult situation. And it says on my little screen here that that you're trying to stay positive because that's an issue if you're not going home to anybody and if you're on your own most of the time. I have friends who are single, and it's definitely it's it's much harder on them than yeah, if you're a couple. It it, it comes in handy having. Uh, a large amount of hobbies like I do. Because I'm, uh, that's why I've got my uh, guitars around me, so I can disappear into uh, picking away on strings and that. Okay. Anything else, Bill? <laughs> no. That, 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 I, I just wanted to have, make uh, a quick call. It's a first time calling in. Oh, one, of my, one of my former workmates did once, and he managed to get through. So I thought, well... Now, maybe I'll try. Okay, well, we just gave you the first time, Bell. Thanks for your call. Great. Thank you very much. You take care now. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, let us go to Andy in Toronto. Hi, Andy. Hi. There's an overabundance of these cars that are illegally parked disrespectfully under the no-parking sign, the no-standing sign, and they're there for over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 35, 40, the whole hour, two hours. Parking enforcement on Holly Street, specifically Holly Street, I said twice, Holly Street. Just think of Jingle Bell, Jingle All the Way. Holly Street. Holly uh, Street bar- near parking- Eglinton? Yep, yep. Okay, so it's kind of east of Young Street, not very much east of Young Street. And Holly Street, does it go north or south off Eglinton? Runs north and south, parallel, uh, runs north and south off Eglinton. Okay, so, um, yeah, so you're saying you have a lot of illegally parked cars? And uh, disrespectful, too. Uh, uh, the parking enforcement never do their job. I tell them to their face. They just do nothing. They ride by, they see the vehicles, they still do nothing. There's people getting almost into fists of cuffs, honking horns, cursing each other out, but they're not even supposed to be there, fighting over a spot that they're not supposed to be in. Next, literally, parking next to the standing sign, if you know the law. Can't recall the details, but they're not supposed to be there for over five minutes, much less one minute. Okay, and if the well, fire trucks have a hard time getting through like they did last week. Someone, could, someone could burn to death. Uh, and uh, have you tried calling the parking authority? I did. I do people. all the time. They're using somebody named COVID as a scapegoat to excuse this. I don't know why they're blaming Mister COVID, but blaming COVID is not an excuse. Do your job. It's very simple. Tap on the window, tell the mover, get a ticket. It's very simple. Stop using COVID as an excuse. Okay, and and I just heard about some uh, people who do deliveries saying that they need more leeway with the parking. Well, I heard this character on another radio station minutes ago 
saying she, there's no one she knows that doesn't think that they should have special priority treatment. And, but that, well, you know what? When she goes to their lobby to City Hall or virtual, whatever, virtual, whatever, with our Mr. Matlow, you know what? There's more of us than there is of her that are not being consulted with or asked. And if we were made aware and were, were asked about the dangers, we would say no. But if, if it has to be too late until people get hurt, people are dying until we can't enjoy our neighborhood in which she does not live, nor okay. her cohort okay. that are lobbying to, 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 to damage our neighborhood. Okay, our I think so we, get, can... we get your drift, Andy. Thanks for your call. Uh, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And yeah, there does seem to be this move afoot from delivery driving drivers who say they need more leeway to be able to park um, to be able to park uh, without getting tickets. Now, you know, I, I'm a driver, and what I see are delivery vehicles, like they just park anywhere. They block. Sometimes they even, it's dangerous because they block a sight line um, at any time. And, uh, you know, uh, I get it that the bylaw people can't be everywhere all the time. And there you see somebody in the neighborhood getting annoyed. I don't blame them. But, um, yeah, I don't know what you can do about it. There's only so many bylaw officers. Let me give the numbers out again. It's a free-for-all Friday, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about a lot. We've been talking about the vaccine rollout. How has it affected you? You know, I'm afraid that just some of the decisions... And you have each level of government pointing at the other is just meaning that the people who are most at risk, our elders, ourselves, will be having to wait longer. You know, we haven't been underway in a full way with over 80s here in Toronto. And uh, even though they are supposedly on the priority list and, and, you know, when I look at successful countries, they focus by age. That is the single biggest thing. And we're not doing that here. So I'd like to hear from you. And now we're also hearing that there's going to be a pilot project in pharmacies starting next week, which is great, but it's with AstraZeneca and they're going to give it to people who are 60 to 64, but not to 65 year olds because there's a recommendation. It's not good for them. And that recommendation's comes just as other countries are deciding that actually, yes, it's perfectly good. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Simone in Brampton. Hi, Simone. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Good. Um, I may be a little mistaken with the number, but I believe there was uh, the legislation at the um, in there was a vote uh, to try to pass Bill 239, and it was rejected. Uh, Bill 239 is in regards to um, having workers who don't have any sick time to take sick time. This is a big problem. Uh, people going sick, they may be affected with COVID or have symptoms or asymptomatic, and they pass it on but they can't afford to take sick days. 
And I don't understand for a government that spent so much money and is spending so much money on, on this very serious pandemic, which, which they should, won't pass a bill to allow people to stay home if they are sick. Uh, well, I can, I can tell you what the government says. The government says that the federal government is taking care of this, so why should they duplicate it? What people who have to access that federal program say is that it takes forever. You're right. talking about people who live paycheck to paycheck and who need that money, and they can't wait four months for Ottawa to send them a check. Exactly. So, so uh, and then, then the government's response to that is, well, uh, fix the federal program then, but don't ask us. And we've had all kinds of people, the mayors of Brampton and Peel, uh, and Mississauga, excuse me, and uh, I believe also John Tory in Toronto, all saying we need those sick days. And yep. we've seen lots of outbreaks in workplaces, but uh, hey, it's just, I don't know, it might just be ideological. It's just not something this government is prepared to go ahead with. And that would be on a provincial level. I mean, you know, the federal, uh, at the federal level, there has been a, some slight improvement in regards to um you know, having people get sick days when for companies that are federally re- regulated. But if everybody's saying this is the way it should be, uh, who are the ones who vote no? I, I don't. I just can't wrap my head around it. Well, it's 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 the provincial majority right. conservative government. Uh, Okay. And uh, yeah, you're right. There are some industries that are federally regulated, some provincially regulated. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Lots of companies have a sick policy and give sick days. These are for, you know, workers in low paid, precarious work. Well, um, very precarious work. And, and they have they work two or three jobs. They have, you know, children, they have homes to upkeep. And and it's just I mean, you're you're you're, you know, you have so much money invested in trying to get this uh, vaccination, herd immunity, but yet it's like you're not going to help yourself if you have people going in sick and it's just the one doesn't balance the other. You're right. Uh, Simone and Brampton, thanks very much for your call. It's time to take another break before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. This is your day. It's Free For All Friday. We can talk about what you want to talk about. We haven't had any calls about the Royals yet or the not-so-royals, Harry and Meghan versus the palace. Is anyone interested in that? And, of course, there's all this vaccine rollout stuff, which is confusing, slow, and disappointing. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and I've got some breaking news to report before we get right back to the phones, and this is breaking news from the Star. So, uh, Toronto... 
Peel region are going to move into gray lockdown as of Monday. That's actually what we were expecting. Uh, we are under a stay-at-home order now. So restrictions, some restrictions are going to be eased. It's mostly restrictions on non-essential retailers. They will be able to open at 25% capacity. That's what Toronto was asking for. Peel Region, on the other hand, wanted to go way up into the red. That's not happening. Um, so there's still lots of restrictions under this level. Uh, no spas, no hairdressers, no gyms, and no restaurants can be open for, you know, in dining. Uh, the numbers of cases, uh, 1,250 more cases. So we're still over 1,000. That's not great. Uh, and 22 deaths today. So we'll have to see how this works. But that is the breaking news. You will be able to go to your local hardware store or whatever. It will be open at 25% capacity starting on Monday. And let us get right to the phones. Um, Rena in Uxbridge. Rena is not happy. Hi, Rena. Hi. I just, I'm wondering why this government is taking so long to vaccinate the seniors. When you look at the percentages of the deaths, they, they're saying 90% of all deaths in Canada are seniors. And they're still lagging behind. It just makes no sense. I agree. Like, I, myself, I'm, I'm not 75 till June. I have no idea when I'm going to get a vaccine. They're starting at 80. Then they'll probably go down. I, like, I, it could be the end of the year before I get a vaccine. I don't think it'll be that long. Um, you know, the Prime Minister keeps getting up and saying that we're getting a million grillion doses. They're coming soon. So we'll have to see when they actually arrive. Uh, on the optimistic side, there are people who think it'll pick up, you know, maybe April, May, but uh, you're not first. Even the people who are supposed to be first in line 80 plus, they're not getting done that fast. So I, after well, next week, they're starting in Durham. They're starting the 80-year-olds in Durham. Okay, next. well, we'll see how that goes. 75-year-olds will be next. But when did you say your birthday is? June. Well, so you might be in the 70-74 group. That's unless what I mean. it's June. Like, well, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it just makes no sense that they're getting this other uh, vaccine that other countries have said are no good. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about that because the, what the, the other countries originally said, and I'm going to repeat this again, and we've had scientists on the show talking about this, originally said that they didn't want AstraZeneca for people over 65. In the meantime, it's been used very expensively, extensively in the United Kingdom, where I think you are probably from. And the evidence from the United Kingdom shows that it's just fine in people over 65 because of that evidence, because people, older people in the UK have already all been vaccinated. Uh, my, my brother, he's in his 80s and he's already been vaccinated. Yeah. And he was the one that told me this AstraZeneca, the, the British have 
banned it. They, no, the British it. are using it. They have not banned it. They are using it. That is the most widely used vaccine in the United Kingdom. And it works fine. The real world data shows that it works fine. And Germany and France, which originally said they would not use it on their older population, have changed their minds. And the scientists that I've been talking to are saying that they expect or hope that maybe Canada will change its mind too, because we're getting a lot of it. Anyway, Rena, I, I totally understand your frustrations. Thanks for your call. Okay. Who are we going to next? Um, we're going to Stan in St. Catharines. Hi, Stan. Yes. Good afternoon. I'm certainly a fan of this program. Thank you. I have been since Goldhawk. Oh. <laughs> and at any rate, my confusion is this. What vaccine are they talking about when they say one injection will do, they'll be able to inject more people with the vaccine that way? Now, how long do we know how the first, how long the uh, the, the effect of the first uh, vaccine, the shot of the vaccine is going to last? Okay, let me let me update you on what I or we know so far with that. So. Um, the National Advisory Panel on Immunization, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, said they are recommending that provinces stretch out the dose for Pfizer and Moderna for up to four months. This decision, a lot of people are calling risky. There is evidence that it's fine to stretch it out. There's real-world data for stretching it up to two months. In the UK, they are stretching it up to three months, but we don't know exactly how that's working out. So uh, Ontario has said, yes, they will stretch out those doses. That means you get your first dose and you might wait four months. The thing we don't know is whether they are going to stretch it out for people who are older. Well, right? Why don't we stick with the 21 days like they originally... Because uh, they don't up. have enough vaccine. So what? what... What motivated this decision is to be able to get more people their first dose because the first dose protects reasonably well. What they don't exactly know in four months, they know that it protects reasonably well, certainly for two, possibly for three, and they're betting that up to four. But uh, I, I don't have clarity on whether people over 65 will wait four months for their second dose. On that, because uh, I'm not quite sure they know what they're talking about. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to Margaret in Niagara Falls. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine, thanks. I'm originally from Mississauga, and um, I know all the. I used to work in Toronto for years, but now I'm in Niagara. I live alone, and I've got lots of time on my hands, like everybody else. And I think I found a way to kind of absorb some of that time. I found a YouTube channel called Johnny Strides. It's a young fellow that walks the streets of Toronto, camera in hand, and does a virtual tour of streets. It's amazing. Um, He's good with commentary. He gives you history, a lot of facts on the areas. And it was just something I thought I'd pass on to you for anybody that really, like me, has too much time on their hands. And it's just a nice way to pass your time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there there are all kinds of things like that. You can go to virtual concerts. There are virtual seminars. There's really a whole uh, wealth of things that you can do online, uh, as, mm-hmm. as you say, to pass the time. And again, you know, I, I, I understand that for people who live alone, this is especially hard. It sure is. Um, but by watching him, it's brought back a lot of memories. Um, he did one yes uh, the other day down at the Portlands. It was the, and just as the sun was uh, setting, absolutely amazing photography, um, commentary. Like I said, he's very good on pointing out, on uh, doing history of the area. Okay, so it's just something I thought I'd pass along okay. to you for anybody that's like me. Okay, thanks for Need that. Something to do. Okay, let's go to Claire in Wasega Beach. Hi, Claire. Hi. I just wanted to let you know a little bit about my vaccine. I got it on Tuesday. Great. And how old are you? 90. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. I was contacted on Monday, and I was given the opportunity to go either Monday or Tuesday, and I was asked my time that I wanted to go at. And I only waited a few minutes there, and everything was Really done, really well, very and well organized. Who who contacted you? Well, my doctor put my name in somewhere. I don't know where. And where did you go to get your shot? In Barrie. Was it a hospital or what? What kind of a facility? No, it was at the old police station on on Splinter, Sprinkler Drive. Okay, it's, well, yeah, it's off Cundles anyway. Okay, well, uh, and and how did you get there? I drove. Okay. Well, good for you still driving at 90. Oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> well, exactly. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really well done. I'm very happy about it. Okay. Claire, that's great. I'm very glad to hear it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, let's go to Ed in Burlington. Hi, Ed. Yes. Hello. I just want to say that I am um, 71-year-old. And I don't have any complaints about the way the government, provincial or federal, are dealing with the pandemic. Okay. I will, I will wait for my vaccination time. I, I hope it's soon. But in the meantime, I will continue washing my hands and staying at home. Good and, for you. Yeah, I, but I also have a suggestion. I would like uh, to see the announcers of the radio stations to be more positive. Otherwise, it's a bunch of negative issues that you that uh, the announcers are dealing with, and if that's otherwise, they should run for a political position and see how difficult that situation is. Okay, Ed, thanks for your call. Bye now. Okay, well, trying to be positive, but uh, you know we've got to tell it like it is. Uh, um, what can I say? Okay. Let us go to Murray in Malton. Hi, Murray. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Listen, I'd like to remind people that uh, they usually do five to ten year studies on these vaccinations uh, vaccines before they release them to the public. It's only been like 18 months since they started this. Uh, less than it's that. Not it's even been, 18 months. Not even 18 months. It's been a yeah. year. So uh, that's true. When you look at it that way, it really is a miracle. That, yeah. So uh, we're all guinea pigs. As, uh, some, somebody on the news yesterday uh, is uh, uh, 
trying to retract the, everything these, because he thinks that we're all guinea pigs. Well, well we are. The, these have been tested in the usual way. They've been yeah. tested with clinical trials, and uh, they've been followed after the testing. So anybody who tells you that th- they haven't been tested is is not telling the truth. Well, no, what his point was is, uh, like I said, is uh, five years before they usually uh, release. Oh, it can be 10 or 20 years before a vaccine comes. So, yes, uh, this was amazing work from the science community. But, you know, if people want to tell you don't take the vaccine because you're a guinea pig, I think you're making a big mistake. Yeah, that was on news yesterday. I hope it all clears up pretty soon. My granddaughters, I've been video calling them lately. And my birthday was Tuesday. And they're going, Grandpa, you got to brave the bus and come up and see us. We miss you. Oh, that's sweet. How old are you? Uh, They're 12 and 8, the two that uh, wanted me to come up. Okay. And how how old? Sorry? I have a six-year-old. My son has a six-year-old girl as, as well. But she was too busy playing games on the tablet, so she... <laughs> Okay, I mean, I was saying, how old are you? Which birthday? Oh, me? I'm, I just turned 63. Okay, well, you know what? You can get the AstraZeneca in a pharmacy <laughs> next yeah, week. Pretty soon. Yeah, but I still don't, I don't trust the buses. I, I won't take a bus. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that I get too. Murray and Malton, thanks for your call. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. Okay, so uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. We've got International Women's Day coming up on Monday, so uh, that's something interesting. And as I said, we also have this pilot project with the AstraZeneca vaccine rolling out in some pharmacies for people aged 60 to 64. So uh, your pharmacy might be contacting you if you fit that bill. And uh, as I said, have a great weekend, everybody. See you back here on Monday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.